This is the Perfectly Mentored Podcast with your host, Jason Portnoy. Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of Perfectly Mentored. I'm your host, Jason Portnoy. My guest today is the legendary UFC announcer. It's time. Bruce Buffer. He comes in and talks about entrepreneurship, the lessons he learned over the years. Such an incredible story. Uh, he has growing up from meeting his half-brother, Michael, uh, who is the let's get ready to rumble guy, to managing him, to forging his own path inside the UFC with his own catchphrase. Brilliant business person, smart poker player, an incredible human being. You're not going to want to miss this one. Check it out. Bruce, welcome to the show. Great to have you here. Thanks, Jason. I appreciate it very much. Like there's, there's many places I want to take the chat in so little time. So let's start with a little bit of your background, especially from the entrepreneurial side. Um, were you always an entrepreneur? I know you had your own telemarketing company, but were you always business focused? Yeah, um, basically, my father uh, was very entrepreneurial minded. He never graduated high school, uh, probably borderline almost genius IQ. He would read like three books a week, you know, all that kind of stuff. And he uh, got into radio and TV. He was in the Marines for 13 years and he dabbled in radio and, and uh, TV back in the late 50s. Then he went on to run and uh, became um, like head of sales and vice president of sales for Fortune 500 companies. And I'm, you know, a few different ones because we moved, you know, we I was born in Oklahoma and we moved to Texas, back to Philadelphia. Then he took a job back in Texas and back in Philadelphia and which Philadelphia is my hometown. And then he took another uh, corporate job and uh, California. We moved to Malibu when I was 15. And um, a year later, he realized he was burned out in the business world. And he just wanted to write, go back to writing. And he had his first book published uh, within a year. And we went broke as a family. You know, I, I don't come from a rich family. We were middle class. But I learned my work ethic because as a family, when he quit with the money he had in the bank, you know, times got hard at times. And then he began trading back and forth collectible uh, guns and artifacts and and such. And I learned that whole business as a collector business when I was a kid and I'd go work gun, gun trade shows with him, you know, and I was actually telling people historical things about guns and selling guns back and forth. Could not modern day, you know, assault weapons stuff, not like that. I'm talking antiques, you know, Western sing, single six shooters, German Lugers, uh, World War II memorabilia. So I started cutting my teeth working these gun shows with him and you know, when I did the other things you did as a kid, I had the paper route, but my first business was in high school. Uh, one night I got back after my mother lent me, I wrote about this in my book. My mother lent me $75 to go on a trip, ski trip to Mammoth with my friends, which covered back then the, the gas and the lift tickets and the condo. And I mean, amazing 75 bucks, right? The food. And when I first asked her for it, she said, I don't have it. And then she came up to me two days later <clears throat> and she said, here's $75, but don't tell your dad, right? So I went on the trip and two weeks later, I woke up and I overheard them talking in the living room at like one in the morning about how they were going to pay the rent, which was $575 that month. And it really affected me. Went back to my room and shed some tears and thought, you know, my mom scratched together $75 for me. Now they can't pay the rent. And I thought, I'm never going to, that's never going to happen. I'm going to make money and take care of my parents. And I started a jewelry business. I started making from hand, scratch necklaces and bracelets and earrings for girls in, in school which was a great way to meet girls, but at the same time, it was a great way to make money too. And, and I showed that I had a knack for business. And I started back in 76, I was clearing like, you know, 800, a thousand a month, which 
Think about what that is today in high school. <clears throat> so it created my work ethic. And then right out of high school, I went to college and I started working in the telemarketing world. And um, I became top salesman at the office supply company that I was working for. And then I became the sales manager and all within like three months. And I just had a knack for sales and managing people. Um, again, thanks to my dad, because he really had the gift of gab and he was a leader and a manager. And it all rubbed off on me. And I started my first company in 19. I got sued for a million dollars after I started the company. And that's another story. And then I went back to work for the people that sued me and they made me their partner and paid me more money and paid all my legal bills. I mean, all these weird things happen. And it just, I started that. I never worked for anybody since then, except for the UFC or who people I make appearances for. I always ran my own businesses. I had an alarm security company for cameras and alarm systems for business and homes, import export company. I wound up putting on those gun shows that I used to cut my teeth on when I was a teenager. I had some of the finest collectible gun shows in California and Las Vegas at hotels. And I double dabbled a lot. And then I met my brother, Michael, late in age of 28 years old. And I was making tremendous money back in 94 at Beach House, the whole bit, but I was burned out. And uh, on the business I was in, sure, I was making a lot of money, but I wasn't happy. And uh, I realized that Michael never trademarked those five words of error, let's get ready to rumble. And I was always fascinated with the sports and entertainment world. So I went to an event and I saw everybody went crazy about, you know, over him when he spoke for like the umpteenth time. And I went back to my room and incessantly wrote three pages of notes on how I could develop a business for Michael and I and how I wanted to actually become an announcer and all this stuff. And I met him and I said, I want to make you richer, more famous than you ever dreamed. To do that, I've got to sell both my companies. I'll quit with the money I have in the bank, I'll roll the dice, and um, I'm going to put you everywhere in sports and entertainment, not just in the boxing ring. And I'd like to be an announcer at the same time. Well, we agreed I wouldn't announce boxing. It's a confliction of interest, no money in it. I said, that's fine. Something will come along. Let me just concentrate on your career. And we built uh, together the Let's Get Ready to Rumble brand with me being the man behind the man behind the rumble and the sheriff to basically about a half billion dollar brand. And uh, then I saw UFC come on the scene. I realized that brand was gonna grow. We all know the story there to a certain extent. And I'm applying the same principles to my brand it's time and everything I do. And I just like to say that I recognize brands. I'm a brand builder and a marketer first and foremost before I ever step in the octagon to do what I truly love to do, which is announce these great warriors. So I, it's, I all, love it's all rep and trial and error, my man. So I, I love that. and and. I mean, the story of how you met your half brother and and the whole Vietnam War and how he was how he got stamped as buffer because he wasn't buffer. Crazy. All, all crazy stories that led to this. But I'm curious, what the lessons do you have for the entrepreneurs listening, looking back at this? The fact that you were willing to risk everything on someone you've never met, you were building a good business. Yeah, you were burnt out, but to risk everything just because you heard let's get ready to rumble. What went on through your mind and how can the listeners apply that to their business today? Well, you know, the first thing I always tell everybody is find out what you're passionate about. What, what are you passionate about in life? There was a passion for me when I saw him announcing, there's a passion to be involved in sports and entertainment. Once you realize your passion, if you can monetize it, then you're not going to work. You're, you're living life, what I call life by design, right? You're waking up every day to live your life. And the other thing is, is that you really have to have a go for it attitude. You know, 100% of people uh, fantasize, dream, think about it, but really only 2% ever really put it into action. And those are the ones that are the leaders, the CEOs, the whole bit. Now, I'm not saying they're better than anybody else, but life is like a pyramid. I don't mean a pyramid scheme. At the top, you have the CEO, the vice presidents, everybody leading down to the people that pack the boxes, answer the phones and do all the, the legwork for the company. 
everybody's just important because this base has to stay strong. Otherwise it all falls apart. And that's where leadership comes in. So you have to realize where your, where your assets are, your limitations are, and just go for it. You know, don't wait for things to happen, make them happen. Right. And sometimes you've got to follow your dream. And I'm a poker player. It's not just what the book says. It's what your gut says. Does your gut tell you this is what you want to do? Is this really it? You've got to really feel it because if you're not passionate about your, your choice of pursuit, when, when you do get knocked down on the canvas in business, you're not going to get up like Rocky said and move forward and punch harder than ever, because without passion, it, you're going to lack that one extra thing you need within yourself to achieve greatness, to achieve success. And like I always say, even on my podcast, when you step on that road that you set your goals for to achieve your goal, it's not always about being the number one best person in the world. It's about you being the best you can be to do it. Because if you're the best you can be, then you're winning. You're winning that, you're winning that thing. And whatever it takes you, number one, millionaire, 50,000 a year, 100,000 a year, <clears throat> whatever it is. But you've got to have passion. You've got to be willing to drive and do what it takes and do your homework. So listening to your story, though, if, if the listeners knew the, the whole story with your brother in the war being stamped as Buffer because his last name wasn't Buffer, if that never happened, you would never have met him. Um, an announcer for the UFC not being able to make it that night and them calling you. Uh, while you were with your mom, I well, believe you that's research. <laughs> I, I, I did my research while you were with your mom and you accepting it and then them still not even hiring you. And then you had to go out and, and push it. It would seem like there's a lot of luck that comes down to your story and how you were there. But I like to believe there's a lot of hard work, talent, preparation, oh. skill that was involved. How do you see your story? Um, my bufferism, I call it BSC. In life, you have to have balls, skill and confidence. If you're lacking one of these, these, those three factors, you don't sit down at the blackjack table, you don't sit down at the board table, you make sure you're totally confident and prepared, but you gotta have that 10, 20% luck factor on your side too. You know, it does play into the role, right? I'm a really good poker player. Um, I know some great poker players, I played them too. But you know what, no matter how good we are, no matter how good we read people, there's times when that card comes out, you gotta have that luck factor on your side. And luck factor in business is not just a turning of a card. Luck factor in business is timing. You know, timing, uh, the endeavor of choice. Is it, is, it, is it really, is it past? Is it present? Is it the future? I mean, there's a, there's a lot of things to consider, right? But you got to have the intestinal fortitude. And again, I'll say it again and again and again. The passion for what you're doing. If you're just selling a widget to make a dollar, trust me, you're going to get bored and burned out quick. When I say quick, maybe a year, maybe 10 years, maybe 10 days. Who knows? You're, you're also a showman, right? Can that be taught is, or is that, or is someone born with that skill? And can one become, and I guess, how can one become one if it can be taught? And what are some tips that you have around um, personal branding, I guess, and the importance of it in order to make yourself a staple? Like right now you're a staple in the UFC and that came from personal branding. So I'm, I'm, I'm sure you're a big believer in personal brands. Oh, like I said, I'm a brander. First and foremost, that's why I just created the, I just created a company, uh, co-founded a company called millions.co, right? Which you may have seen in my social media. The whole point of that is exactly what you're talking about. Athletes do not as a rule know how to brand themselves as talent does not as a rule know how to brand themselves. Branding is very important, especially in this world of social media for your followers and such. 
So what we did with millions.co is we take you and we create merchandise lines for you. We give you avenues to communicate with your fans where you can monetize it and charge them for videos like cameo or ask me anything or do fight companion watching type things like Joe Rogan does with your fans watching UFC and charge them 499 to watch it with you and answer questions. I want fighters to be able to make money just not on fight night when they're fighting, but to monetize themselves throughout the entire year. And we give 80% of all the profits back on the merchandise sales to the athletes where your average company will give you 10%. That's it. We give them 80%. I'm trying to teach them how to monetize themselves quickly and it doesn't cost them a thing. We pay all the money. We do everything. We just want you to join and promote. And um, that's a key factor. I mean, building a brand is very important. It's one of the things people out there realize when they start companies, okay, you got your website, you got your business card, you got your email. Well, you don't do three different names for each. You name each one exactly the same. You stick to branding yourself and always be repetitive in the same way you represent yourself, right? I'm Bruce Buffer, so it's brucebuffer.com. I'm Bruce Buffer. It's Bruce F. Bruce Buffer, right? Or Buffer Enterprise. Anyway, you got to make sure you create a uniformity and a familiarity so it clicks with people. And we live in an ADD society. People have very short attention spans, right? It's like I say when I announce, it's not what I say, it's how I say it. Because to get the punch, to get it across. Um, as far as somebody that wants to go into entertainment or performance, again, what are you good at? Where is it? I mean, I always had a gift for gab. I knew that I could be an announcer. I, I gave motivational speeches. I love being in front of crowds. I love motivating them way before I ever met my brother, Michael. Um, and the telemarketing world taught me a lot about that, you know, running... 150 salespeople and being the wolf of wall, wolf of LA, like the wolf of wall street, but not cheating people. Or if you ever saw Alec Baldwin and Glenn Gary, Glenn Ross, that great speech he gave. I mean, I was like that, man, I was tough, but I always took care of my people and I always paid them and I always patted them on the back and I always made them feel good about what they did and, and encourage them and motivate them. I'm a motivator. I, I have a theory if three feet of me is called, I want everybody to be happy, healthy, and prosperous. I don't even think about myself. I think about them first and it all comes back to me. And that's the way I deal with business. You know, how do you bring the energy if you're having a bad day? Right. So I think that's a lot of things for entrepreneurs or, or people listening. They have a bad day and they just write off the day. You got to go and you got to perform and you got to be out there. Um, no matter what emotions you're feeling right, right then and there, what tips do you have around that? Well, that's where your passion comes in again. Okay. I mean, let's take an example. Um, <clears throat> I blew my knee. I severed one of my ACLs the night before I had three UFCs in a row to do at a uh, lip sync contest for the UFC. Ridiculous. Did a little jump. My knee went. And this was after I severed the other one, announcing George St. Pierre in the octagon. Right. But let's talk about that first, uh, the second ACL. The doctor the next morning did an MRI said, you got to stay in bed four days. I go, no, I don't. I got to work. Right. I deal with fighters that put their blood, sweat, and tears in the line every time they step in the octagon. I can always get through a night of announcing. I've done it with a blown out back, 103 degree temperature, laryngitis just coming off. There's always, if you, if you have a job to do, you get it done. And there's an adage out there, the show must go on and the show must go on. Right. So it's, it's just, I it just comes I'm down shot. to work ethic for you. It comes down to work ethic. That's really it. If I say I'm going to do something, I'm going to do it. You know, if you start making excuses and you start saying no and you turn down things, well, that's kind of creating a, a, a pattern for yourself. It's going gonna, it's gonna to accelerate in the future. If you accept a job, you do it. If you don't accept the job, don't do it. 
but don't don't say you're going to do something and not do it right it's even in a personal life don't accept a dinner invitation then cancel at the last minute you accept an invitation be there right so you're you're a big poker player and i'll wrap up with this question um what skills from poker are the most transferable to life and business patience very key analyzation taking the time don't make quick decisions sometimes you have to in life but if you have time to, to think it out and make the proper decision, think it out. You know, in poker, you're supposed to evaluate what is the range of their hand. I don't play the cards. I play the player. Of course, I play the cards, but you play the player. You know, who is your opponent? Who is your adversary? What makes them tick? How are they going to react? How can I be the best at this? You got to think things out, right? Not everything in life is black and white. Yet a lot of things are black and white. But you got to be able to analyze that individual situation and realize when you need more thought. But patience is key knowledge is key and i'll get right back to it again bsc balls skill and confidence if you don't have confidence in yourself and the knowledge of what you're going to do which means having the skills right and when i say balls i know that's you know a funny term but that's just that's again the want to do it right but that's what a leader is all about too right that's not why everybody can be a leader and with all respect there's leaders and there's followers there's people that need to earn a salary every week knowing that they get that amount of money. There's other people like me that need to have the incentive of a commission or be paid based on my performance, which makes me want to perform more and better to make more money along with my own personal one of achievement and my own personal happiness. So understand who you are, understand your limitations, understand your strengths, look in the mirror and be honest with yourself and then attack and use those benefits and go after what you want to go after. Maybe you are the person, which is fine, who's going to be the salaried employee doing- an Both are needed to make the world go round. Pardon me? Both are needed to make the business well, world yeah, go round. Yeah, they needed to be supported, praised, patted on the back and everything. You know, If everybody was a leader, there'd be no followers and we'd be all screwed up. <laughs> <laughs> last, last question for you. It's time. I got to ask, how'd you come up with that? You know, every morning I'd wake up, I would look in, this is for years, I'd look in the mirror, shaving or whatever, and uh, it's time. It's time to have the best day I, possible. I'm only as good as, I'm only as good as today. I walk in the octagon last weekend, I did a show. I'm only as good as that last show. I got a show to do this Saturday. To me, that's my first show. I got to prove to everybody I deserve this job. I'm just constantly like that. I'm 64 now and I'm still driven just like when I was 24. I'm, st I'm just still driven and I'll always keep that work ethic. Right. I don't want to, I don't want to light up. I don't want anybody to overtake me. And I'm always after the golden ring. I could talk to you for hours, Bruce. Thank you so much for being here. I, we got to have you back on. Cause I, I could go, I could go deeper and, and further with you. Thank you so much for doing this. It's my pleasure. You know, and, and all this comes into like, yeah, I do the UFC, but I do, again, I tell you millions.co and want to see one product that's coming out. That's going to be huge. Love to. I mean, you know about my puncher's chance, my bird. Yep. Uh, we just won three gold medals for the uh, finest tasting bourbon, three gold medals for the best bottle design. And it's the fastest selling um, new bourbon in America. This is its time energy product. Okay. This is going to be distributed all over the world. You can see my image on the back. Wow. Right. Now, this is not your typical, no offense, the big brands out there that are stuffed full of taurine and stuff that's really bad for you. Okay. This is a natural product, vegans, athletes, everybody can take it. The ingredients, sugar-free, the whole bit. Um, the caffeine comes from green coffee beans. We, you know, we do everything very special. This is 
one of the best things around. Even athletes will be able to drink it and not be flagged by USADA. Okay. So this is one thing I've worked on for over a year. It's coming out worldwide distribution and the expectations are huge. So I'm really, really excited about that. I try to side myself with the best. That's another thing. If you lie with, what's the term? You lie with pigs, you wind up smelling, you know, side yourself with the best business people. Side yourself to, it's like an athlete when you're competing or training, train with somebody better than you to get better, right? So it's not just your own efforts. Take pride in your own efforts because you, you are the one, you are, the, you are your own God, which is G-O-D, which I mean, I call governor of my own destiny. Ultimately, I have to make that final decision, right? Beside yourself with good people. I turned down deals. I've turned down many deals where I just don't like the business acumen of the people. I know it's not going to go well. No matter how much Kool-Aid talk I get about this and everything, it doesn't matter. If I'm not with good people and running good business, it's not going to be good business. Love that. I think that's a, an amazing philosophy to have in life and in business. Exactly. And you asked about poker and, and stuff. The, the mentality of poker, as well as the mentality of fighting, you can apply to every aspect of life. The mental similarities are very similar. I actually wrote an article on it one time for Card Player Magazine. So, Love it. Well, Bruce, thank you so much for being here. Really appreciate you. Thank you. I really appreciate it too, very much. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for paying attention and tuning into that episode. If you enjoyed it, please do me a favor. Go leave a five-star review, leave a review, leave some comments, share it with some friends, spread the love. It would mean the world to me. Uh, Thank you so much for your attention and for tuning in, and I will see you on the next episode. 